Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to it. I'm so excited. I haven't had a Friday show in more than a minute. Desperate House Witches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show. So, bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might offend you. This is not the show for you. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the incredibly wicked one herself, the wonderful Dorothy Morrison. Please check out wickedwitchstudios.com. Uh, she has resolved any issues with the special limited edition Halloween candles, oils, and sprays, and those skull, sugar skull coffin boxes. Get them while you can. We can still get the candles and the oils. So excited. So check out the social media links on Facebook for WickedWitchStudios.com. Okay, I have not spoken to this wonderful human being in what feels like years, um, but I love him, and he's back. It's the Asarian astrologer himself, Jay Soluna. Hello, my dear friend. Thank you, thank you for having me back on again. I'm so excited to be here, as always. It's always my favorite um, show. I've always called this okay. my home show. It is your home show. We, we missed you <laughs> at home. I haven't spoken to you in a really long time, and I know you're ultra busy, so I'm really appreciative that you got to squeeze me in there in your crazy schedule. So what is going on in your world? Catch us up on everything. What is happening with you? Well, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this on your show before, but I was getting ready to go through what we call an ancient astrology, a dasha change. A dasha means major life cycle. I was in a sun dasha for six years, and that was like 2016 to 2022, um, dashas mean your life is ruled by a planet in your chart for a period of time. It's very exclusive to Egyptian astrology and Vedic astrology uh-huh. and ancient Greek astrology. And they're bigger than transits. So when, when someone goes through a change in their dashas, it means your life is going to change. And each dasha that you are in reflects a previous incarnation that you had. So the people you deal with in that dasha are related to a very specific past life. So when you move out of one dasha and you go into a new dasha, you end up having a complete sweep where the people in your life change, the direction of your life changes. This one was the most literal one I've had in my entire life. Well, you know, no, actually going from my Venus to my sun was equally as dramatic when I think about it. But they're really major changes. And you know, it's one of those things where no matter what system of astrology people use, if you don't use the Dasha system, which is one of the ancient forms of prediction, you kind of miss the major transitions in your life. Transits kind of handle the emotional details. Dashas handle the physical details. Like I can literally say that from the last time you, ta- you and I talked to now, I am in a completely different life. Like my whole entire yeah. life is different. And the, the entire six years we were talking before, it was certain set of circumstances, a certain set of people in my life. Boom, I shifted Dasha, and automatically I'm in a new world with new people in it, with new events and new happenings. So it's been a big transition from the last time you and I talked to now. Yeah. I, I, I venture to say that when you and I first started talking, it was, Two life changes ago, and yeah, it's been it's it's you've been through some stuff. I'm just going. <laughs> you can, um, and you know, it, yeah, no, I know it's it, it is you know, and those things were always going to happen, you know, in that way right. due to me and my knowledge about astrology. It was you know, so it was you know, people have asked me why I haven't really been vocal about things going on on my side of the world. And it's due to the fact yeah. that it was always going to happen that way. 
And uh, I have an alignment in my chart, which is it's called K2, and K2 is the south node, which is the body of Medusa. I have it in my 10th house of career. And this is kind of crazy here, um, but it's actually a, a true story. Um, when I lived in India, and my first astrology guru was looking at my chart, he said, you have K2 in the 10th house. K2 is a planet that is malefic. Um, I actually like K2, but in astrology, he more or less dishes out negative energy. And then I saw my, who became later my guru. I had an astrology guru, and then I had an actual physical guru, which was Bal Kachuri. And I told him, I said, because he, and he knew astrology. I said, I have K2 in the 10th house. And he says, I have to tell you something. He said, you were a swami your most recent life. And you publicly smeared other swamis. He said, if you saw a swami you didn't like, because you were so popular as a swami, if you said, don't go to swami so-and-so, he uses black magic to actually win over his disciples and things like that. It would be a news story. And he said, so you have negative karma in this life where you have to deal with your name being smeared publicly. Okay, so if you go Google Jade Soluna, there's a bunch of bad stuff that comes out about me being a guru, a false guru, or someone that actually is manipulating celebrities and all these other various things. So he told me very specifically in the 90s, he said, if someone decides to try to publicly smear you, which is all going to be false. I have the south right. node. It's the planet of delusion in the 10th house of career. And the stuff about me, about Jade Soluna, isn't accurate. None of it is. It's, it's just complete fabrications and lies. He said, you have to let that go, and you have to let that be. That is karmic exchange from a previous life. He knew, my guru knew, that I was going to go through phases in my life where my name would be smeared publicly. And wow. yet there have been events in my life that would come where it, it's happened. The worst one I ever had was actually the one with Jade Soluna. Um, I belong to an organization in India called Shadow of the Guru, where we actually busted gurus that were molesting kids. Some of them are Christian cults that live in India. Some of them are actually really well-known gurus. And so if you see the negative stuff about me on Jade Soluna, it's under the name Shadow of the Guru Busters. A certain famous guru in India um, created a site called Shadow of the Guru Busters, who is going to bust the people who did the documentary Shadow of the Guru. And so when it came out that I was manipulating celebrities and I was using black magic and all that stuff, that, that like horrified me because that was on Google. That was like everywhere. And I had to sit there and endure that. turned out I didn't actually fight it. I kind of let it be that it ended up creating a tremendous amount of book sales for my Hecate books that people were like, oh, who's this crazy, dark agori from India? And my book sales went up. And since that time that that stuff came out about me online, my books on Hecate have quadrupled the sale amount that they were before that happened. So it did me a lot of good, actually, um, in the long run. I was the only one that got smeared publicly by Shadow of the Guru Busters that didn't actually have a major fallout due to that happening. Everybody else that was involved, like, disappeared off the earth. That's how big it was. Um, but nothing, you know, public smearies and things like that, I've gone through my entire life. And my guru in India said, you have to let that be because you were responsible for smearing a bunch of gurus in, previous li in your previous life, including the guru you follow in this life, my life now. I, I, my guru is Bao and Meher Baba. I publicly smeared my guru in my, my last life. And that's why my guru in this life told me, because you did that in your last life, you kind of have to endure um, these kind of public smearings, which I've had happen on four different occasions now. So I see it as karma, and I see it as, as, as events taking place in my life that are clearing out old things I created for myself. And one amazing thing you learn about when someone goes online and tries to smear your name, this time around, it was like, I don't care what anyone thinks about me at all. I could care less mm -hmm. what people think about me. And, and this was one of those reiterations of going, you know, I know who I am. Everyone around me knows who I am. The people that are close to me know who I am. And I had absolutely no concern over what 
goes out in the world of, you know, it's all an illusion. And I was born with the alignment. It means that I would have misinformation presented publicly about me over and over again. And my K2 is in Gemini. And Gemini rules over information. It literally says in my chart, you're going to have misinformation spread about you online. <laughs> so I created the karma wow. for it. I have to fully embrace it and accept it and let it be because my guru told me I have to just let it be. And whatever takes place in this arena is due to past life events. So in this case, it was, you know, it, it was very personal stuff that had absolutely no purpose or meaning to what actually was really going on on this earth plane. So this was someone right. literally spreading stuff about me that was absolutely mm -hmm. untrue in every way, shape, or form, and did this because the information I had about her would have actually, actually, if I was to actually defend myself, it would ruin her life, and I'm not willing to do that. Right. I will and, take know, the public smearing over that. It's, it's fascinating to me because, and I'm aware of some of what you're talking about, um, the specifics don't really matter, but, but what does matter is the fact that you knew this was coming, you had warning, as it were, um, and you still did not react in a way to defend yourself. And I will tell you quite honestly, me being me, I would find it really difficult to not want to attack back and to just accept, even if I had been told it was due to things I had done previously that I needed to rectify. It's very hard in the, the human ego to let that go. So I applaud your fortitude and your strength of will because I will tell you, I don't know anybody else aside from you who would have just, you know, been like, okay, I'm going to steal myself and let this go. That's really difficult. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It, but, you know, there is this the internal strength inside of me that mm -hmm. was acted out in a way of going, how interesting. I don't give a fuck about what people think about right. me. I don't even care if it's the worst exactly. case scenario. It's not true. Yeah. And, because, and here's another truth to this whole thing. You know, you, I can respond and re react, or I can let Hecate respond and react. And trust me, she has. <laughs> the person yeah. is silent right now because of yeah, the events that are going on in that person's world that I know are Hecate-induced. So if this is you – know, it's a story, a short story in India – you know, where they're like, you can respond or you can let the universe respond for you. This was so unjust. It was so untrue. Like the things that were said about me um, as Jade Saluna online, uh, uh, some of that was actually true. They took truths and actually made me like a bad guy out of things that were actually true. Like if, I'll give you an example to people that are listening to this. If you Google Jade Saluna, there's a site called Shadow of the Guru Busters that literally calls me a charlatan that steals money from celebrities. Okay, I, I do work with celebrities, and I, you know, I, I am, and they talk about my businesses and the way that I run it. And there are things that were there that were true. They just kind of twisted those truths. In this case, nothing was real, like none of it, not, including falsifying messages, like messages that were sent to other people putting my name. I was like, it was so untrue that. I had to, because of knowing my own astrology chart, let it kind of unravel, and I knew Hecate was going to respond. And I knew that, you know, that's, that's an actual real truth, that I don't have to use magic. I do like magic, and I do use it, so that's just me being genuine. But I don't have to. She will respond for me. Like if someone tries to attack right. me with magic, they're actually in trouble, unless I've actually created the karma for that experience to happen. So in this case, mm -hmm. I'm like, I was sitting down in front of my – Antonia statue of Hecate, just going, mm -hmm. what do we do about this? This is someone that's actually trying to demonize me as quickly as possible. So I don't say like, when it comes time for me to speak what is actually real, that maybe people won't listen to me because of what this person has said, trying to defame me so I don't respond to the right. truth. That was really what's going on there because the truth could actually ruin that person's life. And I'm still unwilling to right. do that because I still believe I have – 
a karmic tie to that person from a previous incarnation. I do believe she was a daughter of mine in a previous life, and I do believe right. that I that in, that some of the anger that's underneath this has nothing to do with the world that we are living in now. It's another another experience we had. So I am aware of all kinds of things like that. Um, but I also knew that Hecate was going to to wait until a certain amount of karma was cleared that I'd created for myself and from previous lives. And then I knew she was right. going to respond, and she has. Yeah. And and so it, yeah. it's crickets, and it, it's going to be that way for a while. I, I do believe this is going to start up again at one point, but um, there are things in life, and this is the kind of message of it, where you kind of have to let the mother dis- respond for you. You have to let her be yeah. able to do what she does. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, just as a side note, um, I was kind of, whispery brought into it a little bit uh, with some accusations against my character. And I'm like, "Mm, this person and I don't really intersect, so I'm going to just let that go. And, yeah, I I honestly, after we had spoken about it previously, I didn't react to the thoughts, the whispers, the whatever it was, because it all stopped for me. But to me it was just like, it was a, a passing thought that perhaps I was involved in some kind of harm. And I have to tell folks, I find that one of the greatest sins that our kind commit against each other is the whisper campaign of using magic to harm. Um, that's not necessary. Um, only in extreme self-defense and having exhausted any karmic uh debt or or issues, I would never use magic for anyone, and I have been accused of it, and I find it to be probably the most insane insult and perhaps the most dangerous insult that our kind can hurl at one another. So I would caution folks, before you make an accusation that someone has used magic against you, please be really careful and very certain because unsubstantiated accusations uh, will come to bite you in the ass, I promise you, just saying. Yeah, and, that, and that's the first thing you learned in, in Agora. You've heard that, you know, you've already heard the, you know, in Wicca even, what you do comes back to you threefold. Mm-hmm. That's true. All of that, I, I've even experienced it, you know, um, when, I was, when I was younger. Um, so yeah. I'm very conscious, like, like magic is used in my home on myself. I literally will, yeah. when I work on trying to, the spells that I used to work on in India, and I'll try to translate it, them into Latin now, and that's kind of the work that I've been doing for like, you know, 20 years now. I put them on mm-hmm. myself to see if they work. Some of them don't work at all, um, but the ones that actually work, I put in my book of shadows. And I am still to this day uh, trying new stuff like that all the time, but I, I just work it out. On my own, but I did do a protective spell um, on myself when I lived in India. In before I wrote my book, uh, first book on Hecate, um, I did a spell right. to protect myself from anyone. It reverses all spells against me. It was a forty-day chant, where I'd chant a thousand times for forty days. And so, if someone attempts to try to use magic on me, it's literally reversed onto their life. And, you know, there was one person, I will not even get involved, I'll, I'll personally tell you the name of the person on our own, but I won't mention it because she's well known, but she did try right. to attack me with magic. It was in 2016, and um, I knew because an evil eye showed up right in front of my face when I was traveling, and I knew that someone was trying to uh, send magic to me, and I know why they were sending it, and they were very upset about me starting to have some type of recognition in the Hecate world, and she wanted to stop it. And so she put a spell on me, and it, was, it reversed. And when it started yeah. to affect her life, I saw what she started posting publicly. I actually worked on creating a spell to stop it. <laughs> so I was stopping the magic from coming back to her that she had created because it was going to harm her marriage, and it did. And it ended it, actually. And I knew that right away it was due to the damage she was trying to bring to me, swinging back into her world. So I was literally trying to create spells to stop 
the spell I had created to protect myself from it actually harming her life, and it was it was too late. So, truth matter is though you know Hecate is a mama bear personality, and I've I've experienced her being yep. highly protective over me. Some of the things have to happen because I've I've created karma for this stuff in a previous life, and I, and and I, I even went back and read a newspaper article from India in 1960 of me doing it to my actual guru of publicly smearing him and, and basically saying he was using black magic to steal my disciples because they were all leaving me to go to him. And it turns out I'm his disciple in this life. But I actually read the article online, the newspaper article, about how I was calling him out for being this really negative, negative, negative person in other people's lives. I'm like, I saw that while this person was posting stuff on me online, and I'm like, oh, wow, how weird is it that here's that article and here's this going on, and this is now the third time in a row. And some things we, we have to deal with. We can't have perfect karma because we've done things yeah. in previous incarnations to create the things that we're experiencing now, and we have to take responsibility in them. And in most of these cases, I do take responsibility for it. What about folks, Jade, who are not – I mean, you're very aware you through your studies, through your travel – you're very aware of your karma. You're very aware of the things that you are rectifying in this particular existence on this plane. What about folks who do not have the benefit of that? How do they figure out their karma? How do they rectify or begin to search uh, for the answers to why their lives are the way they are? And that is awesome question, and that comes from doing what we call real shadow work. Real shadow work means that there's just the universe you're in, like you are an aspect of my universe. I've created karma to deal with you personally, and you are an aspect of a character that exists inside of my own nature, and that's exactly in reverse. I am a character that exists in your nature as well. The only thing that is happening is you. Nothing else is happening. It's just the world that you have created. So really, the Buddhist philosophy of you are responsible for everything that ever happens to you, accept it, release it, and be okay with it. I live by that. I believe it. You, at one point, the only thing that exists is your universe, and you have to take responsibility for the entire thing and the way that it is working out. And that means I am responsible for the things that happen to me, no matter what they are, whether I like them or not. And I don't pick and choose this. It's I'm actively living it out right as we're speaking. Um, I am taking fully responsibility, not in the form – I'm even talking about something that's completely delusional. Like what I'm dealing with and have been dealing with for the last couple months, but it just can be completely, utterly delusional. But I predicted it myself on another podcast. I said I started a moon dasha <laughs> September of last year, and June of this year, I start a moon Mars dasha. A moon dasha Mars bukti, and I said inside of that, I could have something malefic take place in my realm of my career, and my biggest concern it was going to affect my musical life because Mars in my chart rules over my musical path. That's why I like the type of music I do. It's very Mars oriented music. Um, I, so I was concerned about my music project last year. Mm-hmm. I was concerned about now the details of how this all happened were, were a definite surprise. But when it was happening, I went, here it is. I didn't know it was going to come through this doorway by any means at all. But nevertheless, it is what it is. And, you know, I, I believe that, there's a, that I have presented enough of myself to people through podcasts where the people that actually can sift through the nonsense and really know who I am all have saw through all of this stuff, all of them. I mean, in my world – no one has believed any of that stuff. Nobody. Like literally zero people in my world. The people that knew me, the people that knew us, her and I together, no one believed yeah. that. It was only the people that did not know me at all, and it was only the people that, you know, we are in an age, and, you know, this is real personal, this part. Um, you know, in my life, when a female has went online and brought things up about a man – I've been on her side 100% of the time. This was the first time where I learned a lesson. And not only that, I have actually been responsible for females calling out certain men in the music industry and then using some of my own power to make certain those men never worked again in the music industry. And a couple of them 
after the fact, I realized they were called out mistakenly. I believe we even have karma for this in this life because I have actually, every time a female is called out a man, I just went with that no matter what and, and, and have actually made certain men not able to work in the music industry. Uh, and, and I have one of them, I am now launching his career because of this. Um, and because I believe I'm responsible for stopping it. And, and I don't, the accusations changed. This person said, he raped me to, he didn't rape me, but he likes underage girls. And then to find out none of that was real after I put the <laughs> message out, don't book this guy because he's this, that, that, whatever. I've been 100% on the female mm-hmm. side. So this has been a real shock for me to be on this side going, holy shit. This is a hundred percent bullshit. I mean, we're talking one hundred percent bullshit, and I'm on this side, and it was a big learning lesson, and it was a, it was it was a big experience for me, and I ended up doing something that I would have never thought that I've done was out there actively helping certain men now that have been through the exact same thing, and 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 people that were smearing other people with no evidence just wanted to harm them because they had some relationship to them in the past and they were becoming successful in their career and they wanted to ruin their careers before they got successful because they were like an ex or something like that. There's some jealousy there that they were dating someone new. This was a whole mind fuck for me to go on the other side and experience the male side of this. It totally shocked me that I'd be on this side of the fence and actively helping other men in this scenario. And telling certain women that have been in this case, next time you do this, please have actual facts and actual real information. Because the one girl, I helped her out, and her story changed three times after I had made certain this guy wouldn't work in this career in the industry. So it was a very interesting thing to go and end up being on a side where I was starting to defend men in this scenario, because that has not been my world at all. Not even one time uh, yeah, in this I'm life. Aware of that. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, it's important to believe victims, but it's also important to get facts, and it's also important to verify. Um, you know, being female, having been, I don't like to say victim because for whatever reason I was able to get past, overcome, whatever, um, certain things that have happened to me. But, yeah, I mean, it's... It, <laughs> You just have to be so careful because if you're not accurate, you can really ruin someone's life. Um, if if that if the victim is not being 100% honest or or honest enough about what they're claiming, I mean, lives do get ruined. People do get ruined, and it's happened to women too. Women have been accused of things um, because men don't like to come forward, and you know. Hopefully we can dispel some of that, you know, and men should be able to say, listen, I was assaulted by this person. This happened to me. So I'm, I'm pro-victim, but, yeah, I mean, if, you're, if your intent is to just harm someone else because they, you're jealous or the relationship didn't work out, and I've seen these things happen as well, and people, you know, will grab at something very convenient to hurt the other person. We can't do this. It's not cool. Victims, true victims, need protection. But yeah, this my stuff started this statement. Yeah, my cool. stuff started the second it became knowledge in my world that I was in another relationship. The second it was mentioned, mm-hmm. it started that day. That this yeah. was a, a revenge for me being in another relationship. And and me yeah. and that person, we knew that right away. Like, oh my God, this is. We just announced in our little home circle that we are officially dating. And look, mm-hmm. this is day one. It started day one. Yeah, I, um, I noticed that. <laughs> it, yeah, I and so we knew that jealousy was a motivating factor. And when someone has anger that is going on for that long of a period. And and then there's yeah. new things being made up consistently. There, it's this is why in Buddhism they believe that jealousy is the lowest of all emotions because it contains all other negative emotions inside of it. And jealousy in Buddhism, it's like it's the one emotion where you actually want the person that you're attacking to be dead. You want them eliminated. And so when someone is going at another person to eliminate them, jealousy, if it's involved, 
is one of the worst motivating factors that there actually is. Yeah, it's I I'm interestingly enough I noticed that on the particular day that that I noticed um you know, you and, and your current partner speaking about your relationship, I'm like, uh oh and I just kinda had that uh oh, I knew what was about to happen feeling and you have confirmed that everything I thought was gonna happen did in fact happen and I really was not I wasn't with that. I was like, Oh shit. Here it comes. It's like you know the hurricane is coming and you like batten down the hatches but it's still shaking the walls even though you were ready. So yeah. I kinda Yeah, it's yeah, unfortunate I, I that we we even have to, in my opinion, talk about it, but it's been the theme in my world for a good solid four months now. It's been a very predominant theme, and other people have asked me why I'm not talking. Why are you not defending yourself? I have friends that are very close to me going, the knowledge you actually have about what has really happened, and you're not presenting any of that <laughs> to defend yourself? Yeah. It's like the actual truth is eliminates the other person entirely. I'm like... Yeah, no, I know. I, 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 the, the problem is, is the person, and this is where the divine mother and me comes out of all this. The person that was actually attacking me online, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's really hard to explain. I still have a maternal feeling towards that person. I know, and, and it makes me nuts because I had said to you really, this doesn't need to, to continue. And you were like, no, 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 I, I can't do what you're suggesting I do because I suggested you defend yourself and you refused flatly, repeatedly, as a matter of fact. You were like, no, I can't. And I was just not understanding at that time that this was um, your feeling and there was other, other things at play my thought was, oh, my gosh, my friend needs protection, and you were absolutely like, nope, not doing it. The truth so actually would have put that it. person, the truth would have put the person on the streets. She was building a new life with another person, and the actual truth would have put her on the streets, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. Well. And, that, and still yeah. to this day, I'm like, I'll take a public beating, even though not a shred of truth is involved in any of this stuff, as opposed to actually mm -hmm. harm a person's life to that extent that I also do know, you know, had, you know, she has autism. And, and so when there's a focus, that mm -hmm. focus just is, un, is it's relentless. It doesn't change. And so there, it, it was a very unfortunate mm -hmm. event. And, and, you know, I still am sad over it. I'm not angry. I don't wake up angry over this. There's not a single day I woke up angry at this person. I woke up really sad that the person is that upset over the yeah. decisions I've made in my life to move forward in this way when this person moved on like a long, long time ago. So it was Absolutely. one of those things that was just kind of really, it still saddens me, although at the same time, here's another factor of all this, is where, when things like this come into play. I like the life I have a lot more now. And mm -hmm. this stuff has been a catalyst to push me deeper into a life that I'm actually enjoying a lot more. So it, it's one of these things where, you know, it's like a thorn to remove a thorn. That's a statement anywhere. Like one bad situation is move, it, it takes place to actually move you into a better situation. And, you know, and that's where I, I was watching. There were just things going on personally in my life right now that would not be going on if none of this was happening. And, and because right. I like this i like where certain things are heading in my life it's really hard for me to be mad going well you know if this stuff didn't happen i wouldn't be doing the things i'm doing right now and i'm kind of liking sure. where my life is going it's getting me there what's happening now is much closer to where i'm at in myself than the previous situation was and so that is a part of all that too and without these events i wouldn't be here and that's i tell people to look at the bigger picture when it comes to these scenarios it's like if you're happy with where you are at now, there's nothing to be angry about ever. <laughs> you're only angry if you're unhappy with where you're at. And so in this case, I liked where my life was evolving and how it was growing. So it was hard to be mad at some of the situations too because my life was evolving. The only thing was the out there that was potentially being harmed was certain people's opinion about me. And it was, again, one of these factors of going, man, I don't – how shocking. I don't care what anyone thinks about me. I don't care if it's the lowest right. kind of thing that you could possibly imagine. People around me know who I am, and everyone that I know 
for the last 10 years, personally, no one bought any of that yeah. stuff. Not a single person. And the people that want, the, there was a couple of people interesting to note that did go on, on the other person's side, and they were people that were jealous of me in general, whether it was through spirituality. I had a couple of those people that had this like envy of me and what I do spiritually, so they were waiting for something like this to happen so they could say, ah, uh, you know, now I can, I can feel this way about him. I had a few of those, uh-huh. um, and, uh-huh. and that, that was expecting. I, I think that and, – and there was one person that was actually kind of close to me that had always had this type of envy towards me spiritually that was just like in love with this scenario because they can say, ah, oh, well, I'm going to take her side. They eventually left her side, uh, actually recently. But it was um, – there were all those people that are eager – to actually be involved in something against you because they themselves have a jealousy towards you and who you are and what you do. And there were a few of those, but this spaces like this just clear out the people that are not really tied to you karmically. You know, because we're, we're, you know, I was accused of things. I've never raised a hand on a female. I've never put a female in fear in my entire life, ever, like ever. Like there's never been a female in my life that's been in fear. And when this stuff came out, I, every ex-girlfriend I had wanted to come out and defend me, every single one, because I'm really mm-hmm. close to my exes. They're like, Jade, you've never even yeah. showed that for like a day, what she's saying. And I'm like, they're like, please let me. And I'm like, no, 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 let it go. Everyone that knows me knows me. The only people that are upset over this or are taking her side are people who have like a natural envy towards me that's just always been there or, you know, people I don't need in my life anyways. So well, this, truth if I comes out through out, ugly means sometimes. I, if I can just point out, there are also there's also the scenario of a couple of people who had wanted to be in a relationship with you um, that also used that opportunity to pass dispersions. But the th- and you know one of the things that really just rankled my ass about the situation was the personal sacrifice you sacrifices multiple sacrifices you made. Uh, during that period of time in your life, um, not just of emotional capital, but actual financial capital, um, you know, business dealings, all kinds of things that you were just willing to say, that you were just willing to hand over to this other person and basically have it all thrown back in your face Obviously, I'm not going to go into details because I'm privy to a lot of stuff that we're just not going to talk about, but it's so disheartening to have seen what was going on knowing that you had made so many sacrifices in every conceivable way. So, yeah, it's it's, it's suckage and really just not a great feeling for someone who cares about you and someone who's known you for shit over a decade now yeah you know i'm privy to some stuff that maybe the rest of the world doesn't know but you know good men and good people get accused of shit and sometimes you know you have a natural propensity to want to take a certain side um to align but i'm just going to say you know get get back before you choose sides. Sometimes it's better to just step back and say, all right, my hands are off of this situation. It's going to have to work itself out the way it works itself out. And as Jade has said, you know, karmically, that's exactly what he has done. He just, you know, kind of like went, okay, I'm stepping back, and whatever my karma is going to do with this, it's going to do, and you're a braver man than me because I'll tell you what, I just, Mm, you don't want to know. Because <laughs> karmically, I am not that good. I am just one of my good. my friends here I, I was a lawyer. Just, I had one yeah, friend oh, of mine who was a lawyer, yeah. and he was one of my clients in Australian astrology. I said, "Can you look at this situation and just you're here in California? Tell me if I needed to if I need to behave in a different way than I am." And he went through every single thing that was posted, every single thing that was posted. And he would say, he said to me openly, he said, you can tell that this is batshit crazy. You can tell. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. said, and including the evidence that is posted, like the actual messages between you two, which some of them were falsified, mm-hmm. by the way, but even the ones that were there, all of it, he said, I found myself agreeing with you with the post she was making. 
And he said yeah. the only thing that was said that became really damaging was the way she was trying to word it. He goes, she mm-hmm. was trying to create a belief in your mind that this is what he meant. But when I cleared out her words and just read what was there, he goes, you were just telling her to leave you alone. And that if she kept mm-hmm. attacking you, you were going to actually make some changes, which you ended up making. He said, this, he said the funny thing, he says, you didn't even use profanity in those texts. And he goes, those were disagreements that she was trying to pivot as abusive. And he goes, I just looked at the evidence, and he goes, my, my advice is to take the path you've taken is to let it go because I don't see comments showing up with your new project. I don't see people trying to cancel your new project. He goes, people are watching this out of pure entertainment, and he said the only people that are going to get anything from what she's saying are people that actually just want to take her side anyways without facts or any, any opinions they just want to be on that side because they might be angry at you right. for one thing or the other and i'm so that's what's happening right. it's clearing out all these people that i had had an envy a jealousy and a couple other females that were hoping other when i was single that other scenarios were going to happen with them they ended up kind of getting mm-hmm. involved too but everybody in my world read those things and was like that's crazy what the things are saying are yeah. insane yeah yeah. And he said, leave it alone. He goes, take the path you're on, leave it alone. He said, if you're getting comments on your new pages and people are out there talking about canceling, that's one thing. But he goes, we're not talking about physical abuse. We're not talking about sexual abuse. We are talking about what? You know, what are we talking about? I don't even know. And literally said, you were financially abusive. He said, this is what she said. He goes, she called you financially abusive because you took care of her life 100%. He did. Yeah. She goes, she actually said that. Yeah. She goes, so basically it was like she came into your world and you said, hey, you don't have to do anything if you don't want to. Just focus on art. He goes, she called yeah. that abusive. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> what do I do? He goes, nothing. You know, a lot of us would like that scenario. A lot of us would like just another person to be in our lives to say, guess what? I will handle all of your financial responsibilities and you can focus on doing what you love the most in life. Wow. Yep. What a mean guy you are. Yeah, I know, I know. And the last thing I'm going to say, and then we'll move on from it and talk about some yeah. interesting things going on, is that I met her this way. She was publicly mm-hmm. smearing her ex-boyfriend, who I went and mm-hmm. stole her literally from what I thought was an incredibly abusive situation moved her into my house away from the guy that she was with before. While she was living with, me, living with me, I found out that nothing she was saying was true and about the guy. And everyone yeah. in the circle that knew her before, and you know a few of them, everyone in her circle that knew her before I knew her warned me mm-hmm. she was going to do this to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that part, mm-hmm. you know, those people, by the way, want to defend me right now, people you know that have known her longer than yep. I've known her. They all want – and that oh, could actually yeah. happen. The next stage of this, she goes one stage further. Um, her ex, who she did this to, is going to be yeah. speaking, and so are all the people who knew her before I did who said, Jade, we warned you. She was going to do this to you. Um, once she got to a certain stage and status – one person said, I believe she's going to actually publicly harm you and try to go to another relationship. That's exactly what she did. I still didn't care. I could say I believe that was true because she did that. That's how I met her. I didn't personally care. These things are, we have, and this is an important factor. We have karma with certain people, whether we like it or not. And some of it is good and some of it is bad. It has to be spent. That karma has to be balanced out. So if people in relationships are like, oh, I was with this guy and he was negative to me, and what a waste of seven years. That wasted se- – no, it didn't. You actually had to be with that person for a period of time, even if it didn't go mm-hmm. your way, just to balance previous life karma so eventually your karmic load can get lighter. We don't get to pick and choose who we end up dealing with in our lives. Our karma does. Can I ask you a question? Obviously yes. I can because I'm about to. That was a question right there. So when some of us who feel like we need some extra help – along the lines of antidepressants and things of that nature. Is that something we should actually be, I mean, not that I am suggesting this for anybody but me, because I've known Jade long enough and we've experienced each other in a sense where he knows who I am. 
So I'm only going, actually, I need to just start recently. Is this stuff I should be working out karmically, or is it okay for me to take the assist with meds? This is only a question. Awesome question. It was asked directly to my guru by someone right in Mm -hmm. front of me. And he said, some things are medical. And, some, and my guru had a, a belief that Western medicine and Ayurveda together was the best medicine on earth. He ca- overcame cancer through Western medicine and Ayurveda together. So he was not just from the Indian mind stance. Uh, he had both opinions. So he told this girl, he said, there are certain mind afflictions that can be adjusted through medication. Um, he said, but the emotions that you are numbing have to be dealt with. And he said, I don't tell people to not take medications. He said, but do know the emotions you are not choosing to deal with at this time, you will end up eventually having to deal with at one point or the other in your life. So why not just deal with them now as opposed to having to deal with them in another life? That was his take on that. He said, I'm not against it. Go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. But whatever you're not experiencing now because of those meds, you will actually experience in the future. And he said, if you're in a consciously awake life where you are a spiritually functioning being, he goes, I don't love these things for you unless something is sincerely medical. He said, if it's very medical Mm -hmm. and it helps you balance out your, your energy, go for it. But if it's just to repress emotions you don't feel like dealing with, I'm not for it. That was his answer. And that's an interesting answer because there are certain things, certain aspects in life that I've gone through where I needed some assistance and then I stopped because the, the crisis point passed. And now I'm in sort of another, not really crisis point because there have been events that have changed my perspective on what actually is a crisis. Um, so I guess I'm dealing better but I don't want to have to do this whole trip again because my opinion is, you know, we keep coming back to deal with shit to clean out our karma until we're done. And I'm trying to put a stopper on how many times I have to repeat this shit. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So I right. get it. That's the goal of spirituality. Yeah. I, 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 so I do understand. Um, I probably have bought myself into at least one more or probably 30 more trips at this point. Who knows? I'm just doing the best I can, Dan. Um, But, yeah, so thank you for answering that question because sometimes I feel like, well, maybe it's my karma that is requiring that I need this because something so horrendous happened and it damaged me in some emotional way. I mean, we all come in with emotional damage is my assumption. You can't be alive and have experienced another human being without picking up some kind of damage, don't you think? Yeah. Yes. And um, I I, I agree with that. I have people that are very close to me that do take meds. And I can say there's one person very close to me that I think that it's the right thing. I have other people that I think Mm -hmm. are actually trying to hide emotions that they just don't feel like dealing with. And so I'm yin and yang with it. I don't have a, a perfect answer for it because I don't think there is one. I think there's some people. Now, here's the thing about you being the sign that you are, though. Um, you were yeah. born under a sign. A lot of people don't know that when they think of, like, the constellation Libra, as an example, this is a big difference between ancient astrology and modern. Um, the sun was a challenging place to go through Libra. It's where the sun has fallen. It's when the sun holds the most light or the least amount of light in the universe is when the sun goes through Libra. And Libra is a sign that actually does deal with darker things. So I've had a lot of people say, oh, I feel like a Scorpio, not a Libra, because I deal with darker things. Um, No, the sun has fallen in Libra. And that's why Diwali and certain holidays in India that are Kali-based are under Libra, not Scorpio, because there is a lack of light on the planet when the sun goes through Libra. And there is a natural sadness that goes on with Libra, which comes from the naturalness of balancing light and dark. Libra is not about just balance. It's a balance of light and dark both. So it holds a high level of light and also a high level Mm -hmm. of dark. And its darkness often manifests through sadness. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the thing that people tend to forget about Libra is it's not about being balanced. It's about always trying to obtain balance. That's right. So yep. you're going, you know, Libras tend to have high highs and low lows um, because balance is elusive for most Libras. As far, I mean, speaking personally, uh, yeah, absolutely. For me, it's, it's a constant struggle to get some kind of a balance. And, yeah, it's difficult. It's very difficult. Um, there tends to be this melancholia that just kind of falls over me the minute we move from, from spring or, or rather from summer into fall. So I'm, I'm kind of already starting to feel, even though it's like 90-something degrees this week, I still feel the natural shift happening. So it kind of makes me go, <laughs> you know. Yep. It's not an easy sign. The word liberation comes from Libra. Liberation is the balance. It, you don't get liberated from being all good. You get liberation from being balanced. And so that strive for balance that Libra has is connected to the word liberation. It's the sign of liberation. And there's ancient Greek texts that say souls get finished through Libra and its balance. <laughs> Still working on the balancing. I will probably work on balancing until I drop this body and go on to the next situation, such as it will be. Um, yeah, this has just been such an interesting life for me. You know, I'm I'm so glad you showed up in it because a lot of the things that had given me cause of great fear, death. Um, other people, you know, you you spoke to me and worked with me about certain aspects and gave me such a sense of peace about death that I think a lot of people need to hear about from you uh, to to kind of alleviate that fear of death that I think a lot of us are just born with. Can you address that a little bit? Yeah, well, you know, it's we have to have the veil of the death experience. We have to have the veil because we we have to balance out karma, and it's easier to balance out karma with the concept that you just have to deal with the one life that you're in. And so you're, the afterlife is often veiled from us. Now, a guru, a real guru, is someone that's pierced through the other side and actually is experiencing what we call the afterlife or the underworld or whatever you want to call it, while they're fully embodied, they're already there. And so they know that it's a place of infinite peace and bliss. And when they give like Shaktipat and energy, it often comes from that other side. But that veil is there between this realm and the other, so you burn off karma faster. Because if that veil was removed and you experienced the afterlife when you were alive, you wouldn't want to live. You wouldn't care about any of the karmic experiences you had coming your way. You would just want to go there. That's why in ancient Greek mysticism, where there was like human sacrifices and things like that, it was an honor because they were so evolved. And the concepts of death were taught at birth, and you were having experiences of the afterlife while you were alive. You're like, that's where I want to go. Hades was so beautiful in the beginning that people would commit suicide just to see his face. He had to turn himself ugly just to get people not wanting to commit suicide. That text um, in the Yavana Jataka blew my mind when it said that Hades was so utterly beautiful. You can see it in Egyptian Osiris, too. So beautiful, he had to make himself ugly so people wouldn't want to kill, kill themselves. So point being, in ancient time, to die was an honor. It was like to go with, be with a god was like it's so much better than this realm. So if that world was open to you when you were alive, you wouldn't work out the karmic experiences as quickly as you would without that knowledge. Mm. Yeah, it just gives you a sense of peace and relaxation about life is whatever. Enjoy as much of it as you can, you know. Don't be so focused on worry. Because it, it was something that haunted me always because I had lost so many friends so young. And you know, there were these negative aspects, and, and there continue to be negative aspects. I just lost uh, one of my favorite family members, and 
you know, trying to express to my mother, who is a, a Pentecostal preacher, that she's no longer in pain, she's no longer suffering, she's no longer going through this, she's no longer going through that. These are things that we're supposed to be grateful for on her behalf. I mean, we're only sad because we're not going to physically be able to hug her in this realm. It doesn't mean that she's gone from us in any other sense. So I, and I'm trying to comfort the Pentecostal preacher and losing that battle, by the way, because what they believe is so, to me, whacked out. <laughs> yeah, I remember my very first Kundalini teacher when I was in my, my um, middle teenage years, he said, the afterlife is very similar to where you're at in your consciousness in the moment. And he goes, so where you're at in consciousness is kind of what the afterlife is like. He goes, it's just a lot more freeing and a lot more, there's a lot more bliss on the other side than here. He said, the funniest thing, he said, but if you're an idiot when you're alive, you're going to be an idiot when you're dead. The advanced are going to be advanced when they're alive, and they're going to be advanced when they're dead. He said, so don't be an idiot. He was like, the afterlife really is kind of where you're at in your consciousness and what you make of it. And so we, I, his point was, because he was a Buddhist, be intelligent in life and being intelligent in death and be an intelligent being altogether because the afterlife, you do take your conscious with you that you're at in this life. So who you are here is kind of who you are there. It's just a lot easier to be there than it is to be here. But to be intelligent about death is one of the most important aspects of life. And I'm born under the star of Hades, and it was the very first spiritual motivation I had was to overcome my fear of death. Because of what I saw growing yeah. up, that was so, like you. I lost friends in front of my face. I had a mom try to yeah. commit suicide several times right in front of me. It's like I had to deal with that aggressively, and I don't really feel that mm -hmm. I had peace in my heart until I really had experiences of the other side, which I encourage people to seek that out. To seek out having afterlife experiences is really the highest thing you can do because the realm of magic exists higher there than it does here and you're able to bring that energy down onto this earth plane. Wow. We could probably spend another hour talking about how to do that. <laughs> mantra is my recommendation for that. Mantra? Okay. Oh, Very mantra. Good. Chanting. Um, oh, mantra, no, the chanting mantra. of mantras. Uh-huh. Yep. Ah. Very good. Anything, anything uh, folks should go to specifically? Well, Vedic mantras have been tried by gurus and masters. The, the mm -hmm. mantra, Hreem, H-R-I-M, but the I spent like long E, so it's like Hreem, Hreem. That particular mantra is supposed to bring down the energy from the afterlife into your personal life. I'm referring to positive energy, like light. Um, Hreem is a mantra I pass out a lot to people who want to focus on the positive side of death and dying. Beautiful. I'm writing it down. Are you kidding? Yep. No HR, and you can uh, listen to it on YouTube. There are Vedic teachers that will chant it online, and they'll just repeat it so you can listen to it. It's better to chant it yourself, though, as it brings the energy onto the earth plane. Jay, how can folks find you? You know, I like Instagram. Instagram, um, Jade Soluna Instagram at Jade Saluna Instagram, all one word, is where I like people to find me because that's where I like doing the most work and it's where I advertise like this show and all these other various things. I like Instagram the best. Okay, cool. Um, you are required to come back and visit me more often. Do you know that, right? <laughs> and you give me a date and we'll, we'll make it happen. I'm doing it. I am, as a matter of fact, the minute we hang up, which will be in a minute, I will go search for your next appointment. So I'm very excited. Jade, thank you for coming and being so candid about the stuff that you've been going through lately. And um, you're going to have to come back soon so we can talk about other projects that you're working on. Um, Absolutely. I would love so to do it. And you give me some dates and we'll pick one and make it happen. Or we'll pick all of them. Fantastic. Jade, you're fabulous. Thank you so much again for coming on. It's been too long, and I will have you back on, so I hope you have Can't much wait. success in your current project. Thank you so much. All right, my love. Talk to you. Okay, guys, I'll be back next week with Estrella Taylor. Have a wonderful week. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe.
it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.